our second episode of Oh My Lit. This is Tanuja. And this is Reza. And today we're talking about motherhood. Motherhood. <laughs> well, this is because the last in the last few months, Rosa has gone from a single hot chick to a mother of a very hot, good-looking boy. I'm sorry, we have to say MILF, uh, please. <laughs> yes, MILF, MILF in the making. Please. Leo has also joined us as our cooing um, uh, background yeah. record Silent provider. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to interview Rosa because... Obviously, her reading list must have changed a lot. And I thought this is a good episode to do because I have no idea about these books. And I'm sure some of our listeners out there would find it really useful. And Rosa has also had a lot of time to read. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Rosa is on mat leave. And even before... <laughs> I think you you were working till the very last day. So you... I so literally my due date was the seventh, and uh, I was working until the fourth. <gasps> yeah, God. yeah. Kim's the one that killed me. Yeah, like literally, he was like, "What are you doing with and our life?" Not only work from home, she was actually going to the office <laughs> every day. Like, what the hell? It's post pandemic era. You should be able to work from home. Make me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leo, Leo can do that. Leo can make me work from home now. <laughs> Leo can make, like, Leo can make me do anything. But Leo is a social bird. Like, today we went to the office and Leo was there, like, just sitting in his car, like... Oh, just, yeah. You yeah. went to the office today. Yeah. We went to the office and then we went to the Tate also. Oh, my it's... God. That's so cute. I know. My baby's so cultured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Let's get into it. I want to know... Well, I want to know that when you were pregnant, did you make a conscious sort of, like, change? Like, these are the books I would like to read. <laughs> Leo is just cooing. Um, so, yeah, I, of course, wanted to be prepared. So I started looking for a books about pregnancy and about motherhood. So I found a lot of these things of ladies. When your partner is there, feel free to, it's a moment to take advantage of him and feel free to ask him for everything you've ever wanted. And I was like, I'm sorry, what is this? Like that new dress and ask him to shave your like. What does that have to do with motherhood? So freaking shocked whenever I was reading (laughs) these books. All of them were so heteronormative. Yeah, so so cliche, so white. And I got excited extremely bored at some point because I was like this is not just the kind of motherhood that I'm going to have yeah and this is not uh, this is not I'm not enjoying this ladies when you look down there and I was like fuck fuck they can we call it vagina mm, uh, they wouldn't say vagina in the book there were some books that had like a, a weird reticence to or sexual organs that have to do with pregnancy that I was like, if I'm not, if we're not talking about them here, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. What is happening in this house? So do you think majority of the books were unhelpful when you started looking? It's not that they were unhelpful. It's that I got so cringed out and so tired that I wouldn't keep on reading. Yeah. Um, But no, I found some helpful books, but 
at the same time, like it's what we are always trying to look for diverse books. We're always trying to look for other of voices. Course. And I was thinking there, there must be, there, there has to be a yeah. better book for this. There has to be a better way. And then I found, um, I don't know if I call it motherhood or otherhood by uh, Praya Agarwal. Priya Agarwal, is it? Priya Agarwal. Oh, Pragya Sorry, Agarwal. Does it have a G in her name? Yeah. Pragya. Yeah. Pragya Agarwal. Pragya. Okay. Pragya Agarwal. I, I have seen her on Twitter. She's a boss babe and her book She's has been sister. recommended. Like I have seen the cover and I know because the other is in like parentheses and M yes. is outside. Yeah. Motherhood, but otherhood in yeah yes indeed and it's such a great book because it's it's like half a memoir and half uh talking about reproductive justice talking about the maternity tax that we pay we as women pay in the workforce um talking about uh obstetrician violence talking about a lot of things and what's expected uh, of you as a mother and what you want to do with your motherhood. And is is half a memoir and half a lot of data collected from different places in the world. And uh, one of my favorite parts was that at the very beginning, she acknowledges that uh, this book is made from the perspective of a cisgender woman, but uh, people that are non-binary and transgender men will also go through motherhoods but she didn't feel comfortable talking from their side uh, uh well at the same time she keeps on naming them like saying like this will be different for cisgender i for sorry transgender men and oh. uh, non-binary people so that's I so nice it, she's trying to be inclusive without yeah. taking that voice away from them like stating that she has no authority to speak for them but still thinking mm-hmm. and mentioning them isn't that amazing that's i was amazing. so happy because i couldn't find that anywhere yeah and she talks a lot about uh, abortion, but I think it's super important because yes. I'm very happy that I got pregnant. I'm very happy that I have Leo with me. At the same time, I didn't find pregnancy easy or fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was extremely annoying. Yeah. I love that I got to choose that for myself. Yeah. I cannot even think about someone being forced to go through this. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It sounds like it's not just a pregnancy book, but it's also... Mm-hmm everything to do with motherhood even even abortion yeah it's uh i would say that it's a a reproduction kind of guide because she also talks about infertility uh it's extremely interesting because it's infertility whenever you want a child it's kind of taboo and not talked about like yeah if you're lucky and you get pregnant quick great and if not you cannot talk about it because then you will put more pressure on yourself and then people will think about you and blah 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 and all of those things i find i find she's so compassionate whenever she's talking about infertility and abortion and i found her so compelling yeah it was my favorite book about motherhood that i read and it's not a guy that will tell me like in four months your baby should be able to lift his own head but it's a guide that will help me on so many other things. It's a holding hand book that yeah, and you need that during during your yeah. months of pregnancy. That's nice. It was very lovely. And then that was one of my first like motherhood kind of great books. But then I also read for the thousandth time, uh, Dear Ijewelli, a feminist manifesto in fifteen suggestions by Love of My Life, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. All right. Yeah, you told me about yes. that. How, Timamanda, what, what... call me, please. Uh, 
<laughs> what made you read that book again during your pregnancy? Because uh, so this is actually a letter that Chimamanda write for the child of one of her friends. Right. Yes, oh, it's cute. it's very cute. It's to bring a baby girl as a fe- to bring up a baby girl as a feminist. And I have to say that when uh, we went to the scan in which they tell you, like, what's the sex of your baby? And they told us that we were having a boy. I was like, shit. Mm, like, <laughs> you really wanted a girl. I remember. Yeah, no, I really wanted a girl. That, yeah, I did. But also, like, I know how I would raise a woman. Yeah. Because I, I know what I what I like, what they did with me, and what I would like that they had done different. I know yeah. that I would like for her to be, like, strong and compassionate and confident. And I know, like, what are the characteristics that, that I would like to implement onto her uh, because society is going to try to implement others. Yeah. When they said, oh, you're going to have a boy, I was thinking, like, of all of the things that society is going to tell him, like, all of the things that he's going to hear from media, from other people from from everywhere and I thought oh god it's gonna be so so difficult yeah Um, I think it's an even greater challenge to make sure that when you raise a boy you raise him as a feminist and that's how you teach him to respect women and that's that's even a bigger responsibility but then uh as soon as I got out of that moment of oh God, no, I'm having a boy. That sounds horrible. I'm so happy. I love her. It does not sound horrible. I think everybody has a preference and you should be allowed to express that. But as soon as I got out of that funk moment, I thought like, great. Now let's raise him as a proper feminist. Like, let's get him options. Let's get him uh, knowledge and let's get him a base in which he can sustain his education and be respectful to others. Yeah. And one of the things that I remember from this book is that this book is a great base with 15 simple... Oh, shoot, how do I say this? Sorry, like English is gone. principles or...? Yeah, like it's 15 simple advices that she that Chimamanda yeah. gives. It's a little manifesto yeah. that you can use as a little guide to raise uh, a feminist child. So I just took it again and I said, okay, let's do this, baby. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> Did you look for or did you find any books on how to raise your boy as a feminist or how to raise your boy at all? So I found several books, but I haven't decided yet on which one I want to read. Okay. Also, my baby is going to be like half Spanish and half Nigerian. Yes. Um. So there's also a thing about raising a black boy and I want to be prepared for that. That's that's so. a good segue into my next question because that's that's <laughs> a bit that's another big thing about your motherhood experience that you're raising a mixed race baby which means mm-hmm. uh you know you you and Kins both want him to know about your own cultures and languages. Yes. Did you did you find any books on how to raise a mixed race baby? I've seen some, but I haven't been able to find anything that, well, I haven't read enough about them because whenever I find one that I'm like, oh, this one looks promising, I read comments and it's like, oh, it had a lot of homophobic comments or it had, yeah, yeah. It's very difficult to to find a book. I am so open to suggestions, please, if someone knows about a good book on how to raise mixed-raised feminist boys, uh, 
or, or can recommend anything, like, I'm so open to suggestions. Yes, please. I mean, for me too, because, but I'm the, I'm the bookish auntie and I need <laughs> recommendations so I can gift them those books. Um, and I think, I think it'll be uh, to read to Deluci as well. I mean, I have several, like, things in my list that I can recommend. Yes, um, and we're going to get to that. But this, these were the books during your pregnancy. And are there any else or should we move on to after Leo arrives? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find uh, much that would, um, that it would interest me. Like, I read some tangential things, but nothing that had directly to do with motherhood and that I can call like diverse books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't want to read much about pregnancy because I was going through it and I was like constantly being reminded of my physical limitations at the moment. Right, of course, of course. Did you did you ever like look through and, and they might not be diverse authors or that that was my question. Did you find any books by diverse authors that basically guide you through the pregnancy in the sense that are very technical like this is what's going to happen to your body like you've mentioned before like this is this is what you should take care of or like like almost like a medical guide was that did... no yeah i couldn't find anything like that um i i looked for it but i couldn't find anything so i ended up like just getting a book written by a midwife here in uh, the UK. Okay. And that was like my, honestly, it was like the most straightforward guide. And it had like very simple uh, chapters that were like, this is what you might go through. This is where yeah. you should worry. This is, if you, this happens, it's normal. It's just but very it w- straightforward. But not from a POC author. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, I wonder if if you just didn't find one or if there's, there's a shortage because we do have a lot of you know, uh, immigrant or uh, diverse like, mothers in the UK and it might help and them to have And not only that, like 90% of my midwives were POC. Really? Oh. So many. So many of them. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because like, I mean, NHS like is very diverse. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was shocked that I couldn't find any, any book by a midwife That's that really was interesting. POC. But maybe I couldn't find it. Like, you know that I'm always limited to what my library has. So maybe. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Leo arrives. And how does Leo that impact your home. reading? Um, so now what I do is read in early hours in the morning when he's breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but I also read him every night a picture book. Because I want him to get used to having a routine that is like shower, we yeah. put our PJs, um, you have some food, mm-hmm. and then I read you a story and you go to sleep and you leave me alone for a couple of hours. Oh, that's a good routine. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he, I mean, if it's so young, he's going to see you read and he's going to mm-hmm. be read to and that's that's going to be like so normal in his life growing up that he won't even question like, why do I have to read this? He just... He'd just be so used to it by the time he starts he noticing that. these things. Also, Kinch absolutely loves the the winding down yeah. routine. He tries to always be here for that because it's it's just so adorable to it's sit there and read him time. a nice book. Yeah, it's it's connection. It's yeah. a connection. Oh. So we try to look for books always that have black main characters. 
um because yeah he's a little black boy so yeah. we want him to like feel uh connected to the books that we read and we've like found very beautiful books for example i think i talked to you about this one that is m, m is for melanin by tiffany rose yes and i saw the cover i think it's beautiful um so, <laughs> so you've read that to him already yeah this one is super simple because it's an abc uh but with all like race related things like q is for queen oh, right. um m is for M- melanin like g is for gold black gold magic it's, it's so absolutely adorable and it yeah. gives you like a little short snippet of information under each of the thing of the letters that names it's very cute it's very cute yeah i oh, really like that perfect. one and i really loved also my hair by hannah lee yeah that it's a book that goes through all different kinds of texturized hair and all different kinds of hairstyles that you can do oh wow it's very cute it's very cute we are both very big fans of don't touch my hair by emma the beard have yeah. you read that one i'm no i haven't yet but i i have obviously seen it and it's, yeah, it so- comes highly recommended it's so fun because Emma Davieri is petty. Uh, <laughs> there is a moment in the book that she's reminiscing about her bullies and it's like naming them by name. Like, hello, Julie, I still remember you. And I thought, oh my God, the pettiness. Yes. Drag them. Petty people make good authors. <laughs> I, I have absolutely no problem with petty people makes me very happy when someone is petty (laughs) but yeah since we cannot read him yet don't touch my hair Mm. we are reading him my hair by hannah lee but it's also very cute yeah yeah i i I mean surely now well how old is he oh how old is leo he is eight weeks (laughs) oh my god okay okay that's yes He's he's been ingrained pretty quickly there <laughs> into reading. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm a woman on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure by the age of five, he's going to be reading your bookshelf. <laughs> he better. I, I My mission is for him to be a reader and for him to be a proper nerd. Um, <laughs> just like mama. <laughs> just like mama. That's the only things I'm asking for. Kins is saying that he wants to take him to the gym. I don't want to Later, have anything dude. to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> oh man, that's that's really nice. I feel like yeah. this routine that you've described, the books you're looking out for, and you know, you're just gonna get more options as he grows up, and yeah. he's he's gonna start noticing like the pictures in the book, or maybe even remember. I don't know. I don't know when they start remembering things because like they get like an early period amnesia or something where they don't remember their childhood at all they usually start remembering i think it's around three years old ah um but it's not only for them it's also for us you know yes yes we have a blast like um we don't only read like serious books like kim's favorite book is called the pet potato by josh lacy <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's, it's the, the one you told me about with this little boy as a potato for a bed. Is that it? It, it literally is that. Like, a boy keeps asking for a pet. The father is so tired of him asking for a pet that he gives him a potato. And the boy is, like, is enamored with the potato. 
And then one day the potato dies because it gets rotten. <laughs> and they like like put it on the floor like in a tomb. And and then they have more potatoes. Serving <laughs> <laughs> it. It's so dumb. It's the best book ever. It's the best book ever. Oh my god, I have to get that book for myself, I think. <laughs> it's honestly, best book ever. Please everyone go buy the best potato. <laughs> So dumb. Makes me very happy. <laughs> and then we also are obsessed with Reading Beauty by Deborah Underwood. Uh, that right. is like um, a, a Sleeping Beauty retelling, but where the princess saves herself. And it has like a Afrofuturism background. It's super cute. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm just, you know, children's books, first of the all. Best. It's such a big market for publishing. But also these authors who come up with these ideas and concepts and the illustrators wow like i yeah. remember i you know i i was when i was interning i was book selling at this fair where there were children's books and tween and ya books and i remember lantana publishing and mm-hmm. they just had the most beautifully illustrated books picture books by POC authors for POC children. So yeah, I think that would that would be my only recommendation because I don't know many um but Lantana publishing their their books are their books I'm are gonna, really I'm beautiful. Take a look at them. Yeah, no, do. I I was just like this this is art, dude. This is frameable art for me. <laughs> one was I about just... like I think one was about like a jungle, so there were like these beautiful lions and tigers that the illustrator had drawn. That one I remember very distinctly because I just thought this is beautiful. Oh, I like that. I just realized that uh, neither the pet potato or reading beauty are from diverse authors, but they are from diverse illustrators. <gasps> oh well, that that counts. That counts. Hey, one is quick with a Google search. <laughs> that counts. That's amazing. They have they have diverse illustrators. I mean. I tried my best, <laughs> but for us, it's very important that he sees himself in the in the books that yeah. we're reading. Yeah, I guess for you, that's going to be the number one priority for for Leo's books is that he sees himself, um, mm-hmm. and that the that the characters in the book uh, look like him, so he can he can connect with that. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, one thing that we're having is that I want to read to him in Catalan because that's his language. So one thing that I'm having to do is translate the picture books while I'm reading. <laughs> oh, wow, really? So the mm-hmm. books are in English, but as you read to him, you're speaking Catalan. Yeah. Oh, that's that way sweet. he he gets used to my voice only talking to him in Catalan. Oh, that's so sweet. Does does Kin speak in Ibu? Ibu is it? Edo. 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 Uh, sorry. Yeah. No worries. Uh, no, he doesn't, because I think that it's not such a naturalized language for him as English is, which I think it's a pity, because it would be so lovely if he learned it. I um, totally understand but, where Kins is coming from, um, the same hmm. with me. I think even when I was living in India, my parents made sure that I spoke English, I went to an English school, and then yeah. my mother tongue was literally spoken with like a few family friends and my family. Yeah exact same thing um but 
every now and then, like, he calls his siblings, and then they all have a big old chat in Bini, and I just, like, want to leave Leo in the middle so he can, yeah. like, get used to it. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. I guess it's, like, it's really a big challenge because you, your mother tongues are, you know, Catalan, Edo, and you both live in the UK, and yeah. that and which is you know obviously english so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be an opportunity and a challenge for leo to like mm-hmm. grasp all three languages at once but it's going to be a challenge for you to like maintain that outside world gives him all the english culture and the language but inside the house both of your cultures and languages kind of like get instilled in him yeah getting him used and also i have to say that neither of us chose um very practical him spanish spanish is more practical i know about it but it's not my mother tongue you know what i mean <laughs> i totally understand like i marathi is my mother tongue but like the more practical language to t- teach a child would be hindi because that's widely spoken mm-hmm. in india uh so yeah i i know what you mean but if he picks up catalan he can pick up spanish easy when he oh, goes up oh god it's yeah. so simple exactly it's so so silly simple. so you're setting up the foundations for him to become a polyglot <laughs> yeah he's going to be okay i just hope that he has like my brain for languages and not kinches with all the love in the world <laughs> <laughs> no i shouldn't say that he speaks italian perfectly come on yeah kins speaks italian english yeah. and edo so yeah that there we yeah. go yeah i'm pigeon Can oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah right yeah you talk no i mean i love listening to pigeon but i don't obviously understand i hate it because i know like one of every other word and i keep being like yeah no one will understand it <laughs> you know we get so frustrated because i cannot get it I, but it is a very expressive dialect i feel mm-hmm. so i know that if i spend time with people who always speak it i'll be able to understand or like get the gist of what they're saying yeah. and if you hear your name you can always be like hey careful what you're saying yeah, yeah. well i mean speaking of languages the other thing i saw at that fair where i was volunteering to sell books was mm-hmm. these picture books or like little children's books which had english and another language written printed mm, there love that and i i mean obviously i don't remember any names right now and i was just really fascinated that those even existed i didn't know at the time which makes sense in the uk for them to exist to be honest mm-hmm. uh did you find any or have I you haven't been found there? any yet but i know that they exist and i know um that in in spain we have several like half in spanish half in yeah uh, english for kids to learn um english yeah but i think i could use those also for the baby to learn like spanish or Catalan. yeah i mean you could you could bring them back from spain i suppose yeah well <laughs> i'm going as soon as we have a passport then you can show it to your publisher and be like please buy the rights <laughs> well i don't think that's my publisher no, not your publisher i guess not no doesn't suit them <laughs> but yeah it would be so cool to well um i can buy them from spain and just bring them here and i can like start a black market of <laughs> multilingual <laughs> picture books <laughs> definitely hey. hey i'm sure that i would have customers Yeah, I feel like you would and I feel like not enough is marketed on that front because there are mothers 
parents like you and kins and uh of different mixed race couples all over the mm-hmm. uk and that's probably i mean it's probably a very sizable market to have multilingual picture books even people who are not mixed race baby who don't have mixed race babies could also benefit if they want to teach their child another language from from their young like since they're young let's let's link this out of the podcast i keep it between us and we can start like this whole market don't worry about it don't worry about it ignore the last few minutes of this podcast <laughs> here we have he will put a little mu- musical piece <laughs> block this part out <laughs> no that is that is a good idea and um actually i am sure somebody Thanks. some passionate Sorry. publisher out there is doing this good Hardly. deed <laughs> they have to but yeah that's basically what i'm reading children's books and other hoots and when when um when leo goes to bed after your routine um has it impacted your personal reading in any way i wonder do you read more like has has like when you're reading just for yourself has your genre changed are you avoiding particular genres or like how's 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 that i'm sorry one of my last reads that we talked about in the last episode was uh, erotic stories for <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, he said that I shouldn't be reading with a baby in my hand. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I may, there might be a Freudian joke in there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna explore oh, that. Horrible <laughs> person. <laughs> um. No. I. You know. I love horror. The problem yeah. that I'm having is that I'm not reading that much horror. Okay. Because when I read it in the middle of the night, I am. Um, extremely scared <laughs> even if it's very mild horror like it will be at three o'clock in the morning all the lights are out no one is like there's no noises from outside and something will creep inside of the house and i will freak out <laughs> so you're avoiding horror these days yup the other day i had to turn on all the lights because i got way too scared <laughs> what were you oh yeah you told me you were reading the other black girl <laughs> It's not oh, even a scary book. <laughs> it wasn't with that one. It was with another one, one of those okay. secret ones. Yeah. All right. Mhm, mhm, mhm. No. It wasn't fun. Well, I I mean we we are we are going to be reading Babel together. You are you've already made I the start. I already started. Yeah, you, you didn't did. start? No, I don't you know I don't Rose, I don't know what it is. I think it's I that's the that's the reason i'm not part of any book club right now because as soon as somebody tells me this is what you're going to read i don't end up reading it i've been i've been ravishing like honey and spice okay on audio right now that's on all yeah. the time i'm i'm way into it but i i promised you that we'd read it together so we are going to read it together okay i will catch okay. up okay yeah <laughs> i believe oh, you oh is leo asleep i can see him I don't know if he's listening. Is, he, is, he, is no, I is that a smile? I don't know. Oh. Hey. I think I think he's just happy to be where he is in your arms right now. <laughs> oh, poor baby, he was so hungry. <laughs> oh. No, he's he's had a long day. But yeah. I yeah, no. Thank you for doing this by the way. Um I think it was a wonderful idea for just to just to talk about where you are and yeah. where your readings been. Thank you, darling. And next time we will talk about where you are. Yes. And what you are reading. 
Yes, so the next episode is going to be spotlight on me. Haha. <laughs> I I don't have anything interesting to talk about, but we will see. <laughs> Fuck off. Come on, don't come at me with this bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, I, I have updates. I have updates, people. Okay, we're going to we're going to sign off here now. Yeah. Thank uh, you. We're going to put all the books in the yes. description as per usual. Um, send us recommendations. I need recommendations uh, to add to my wish list of books yeah. uh, for Baby Leo. And if any publisher was listening, we did have a fantastic business idea in there. <laughs> and if you want to send me for children's books, I'm very happy with it also. Oh my God, yes. You should. As a, yeah. I'll talk about them. You I'll could be a mumfluencer. Do whatever. You could be a mumfluencer of book talk. Okay, guys, thank you for listening to us. Until next time, bye bye. Bye bye.